Welcome in everybody on a Monday, live from Yoga Center here at Oak University. Trash Talk with Tony Nebraska is underway with yours truly. It's great having you here on the show this week. Whether you listen live on 88.3 FM, WXOU, WXOU.org slash listen, the Radio FX app, or wherever you stream your favorite podcast. Welcome into the show this week. In a Google Meet call, we're missing a few people. We'll talk about where everyone's at in a second here. But joining us at the moment, Mike Bilica and Grant Richards. Grant, Grant has a big smile on his face. <laughs> Let's start with Mike. How are you today, Mike? You've got, you said, two and a half weeks of school left? Two and a half weeks, yeah. Two and a half weeks. You're almost there. You just got to keep on pushing. Yes, sir. How are you doing today? I know you're going to the Pistons game tonight against the mighty Cleveland Cavaliers. There's nothing like Cavs and Pistons on a Monday night. <laughs> About that, oh. I would like to apologize to the Cavs in advance for oh. what they're going to have to deal with tonight. You're going with your friend Scott, correct? Yes. Yeah, We've mentioned Scott on the show before because of how insanely loud he gets at Piston games. I don't know how he does it. Like, his vocal cords... They're more advanced than mine. <laughs> Back-to-back games, you guys, too. It, it's, it's not normal. Wait, what'd you say? Back-to-back games, he does. It's not normal. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I thought you were saying you're going to back-to-back games with him. I was about to be like, oh, no. Oh, you're, no. Gonna, you're not going to be alive by Wednesday if that's the case. But the Pistons don't even play tomorrow. I need recovery days. Oh, yeah, you're going to need a recovery day tomorrow, that's for sure. <laughs> day or two. <laughs> or a couple weeks. <laughs> Let's go to Grant now. How are you today, Grant? And as always, how did the sports betting go this past week? Oh, we're good. Um, this is one of the first Mondays in a while where it's really hit me that it's a Monday. Like we're just we're feeling the effects of this weekend. And oh, as no. far as sports, <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was a rough one on Saturday. Uh, didn't get the recovery day on Sunday as I'd hoped for. So oh no. We're working on it. But uh, sports betting was hit or miss. Uh, DraftKings did a promotion where it was like hammer the over. And so if enough people bet on the Pistons Wizards over, it went down a point. So the over ended up being like 80. So both teams had to score 40. Um, so that was an easy 25 bucks. Hey. And uh, that put me in the positive for the week. So Hey, we love complain. to hear it. We love to hear it. Knock on wood if you're with me. Ooh, Mike is really knocking on that wood. My goodness gracious. Um, so Grant finished up for the week. So did I. Two straight weeks with a positive winning week for me. We love to see it. Now today is Keep It Rolling Monday, Grant. Oh, yeah, we're keeping it rolling. I took yesterday off just to have a Keep It Rolling Monday um, just so we can emerge double or back-to-back wings days. So I'm, I'm ready for it. Let's go. I'm so excited for Keep It Rolling Monday. Let's make this another winning week. Now joining us in the Google Meet call. He wasn't here originally, but now he has arrived. Hi, Eli Bashi. How are you today? Well, I'm doing all right, Tony. I apologize for my No, tardiness. no, no. Don't apologize. You had a meeting way more important than our shenanigans. <laughs> hey, don't disrespect your shenanigans. Whoa. Well, yeah. I will, I will always show up for the shenanigans. Oh, yes. Well, uh, finals, oh, yeah. finals week. Yeah. How many finals you got in this upcoming week? Five. <laughs> oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> your when when do your finals start and when do they end? 
Uh, they start Wednesday, and then I have two Thursday, I have two Friday, and I have one a week from today. Oh, that's right. You have your final one on Monday. What time is that? Are you going to be able to make it next week? Uh, yeah, I will. I think it's at two. Ah, send send your best wishes to Eli for, <laughs> with his five, his five finals. My goodness, I got one tomorrow, and then it's goodnight streaks for me as an Oak University student. This is my last trash talk as an OU student. Trash talk's not going anywhere, by the way. I know some people have asked me about that. No, we're still going to do trash talk after I graduate, but this is the final time that I will be host a trash talk as an OU student, though. I'm ready, though. I'm so excited for May 15th. Grant, you're technically invited to that graduation too. Are you showing up, or are you gonna go? Are you gonna go golfing? I mean, I'll probably go golfing. I don't know <clears> what the dates or the time is for the actual graduation thing, but uh, I think it's gonna be like a day of thing. Where if yeah. I really feel the school spirit, I'll probably go. Um, I did tell my mom that at some point during my tenure at Oakland, I'd get a picture with Grizz, the big uh, our mascot. And uh, I've yet to do that, so if he's there, I might be there. But um, that's that's my motivation for being there. The Grizz might, may or may not be there. I have no idea. He <laughs> might be graduating for all we know. Yeah, and Grizz Ooh, has been find, here for a long time. That might be a new time. job. Yeah, Grizz has been might. here for a long time. <laughs> Does the Grizz graduate? Like, well, we all I'd get be... old and move on eventually. Yeah, that's fair. I, mean, I don't know. We'll do, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I mean, it would be cool to actually celebrate because my graduation was, was virtual. Uh, yeah, they posted my name on a screen, wow. so it really felt like an obituary. I'm not gonna lie. Like it felt like we I'm all sorry. just died. I'm sorry. I took a, I took a sip of water as soon as he said that, and now I'm dying. Oh my! Like it, was, it felt it like we all died. <laughs> It was just sad, like, not sad, but, like, soft classical music in the background. I don't know. Like, <laughs> oh it was, goodness. like, those who have moved on. It was, like, oh, all right, thank you. Those who have since passed, right, Mike? <laughs> oh, boy, what an exciting way to graduate. Oh, I'm sure everyone listening with headphones right now is enjoying me coughing and hacking up a storm here, but I took a sip of water, and Grant was, like, yeah, I thought it was, like, an obituary, and I just lost it. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I will say this, though, and we'll get into the show in a second here, but though it's not like an actual ceremony, I am very happy that at least we have a drive-in, because if, if it was a virtual, like Grant just said, almost like an obituary, yeah, that, <laughs> I, that would not have been good, but whether or not Grant is there, I do know that he's going to have a good time, because either he'll be there taking a picture with Grizz and hanging out with me and Jay, or he'll be out golfing. And either way, he'll be enjoying it. We'll be enjoying it. It'll be a good time. Um, Eli, your mic is unmuted. Is there anything else that you wanted to add? No, I'm good. I just, um, I'm happy for you. I'm, uh, I can't believe you made it. It's, I feel like, I feel like we just met, you know? I can't believe it's been like two years. It's been two whole years already. I mean, yeah. That's wild. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a minute, but. We're getting old, man. We're getting old. Moving on to bigger, better things. So, we do... We are missing one person today, though. Jay is not here. A uh, little under the weather today. Not COVID-related. He's fine in that category. But, uh... 
he had KFC last night, and <laughs> he's not gonna make it today. <laughs> so Jay, Jay, I know you're listening. Just, just, <laughs> I can't even get it out. Hang in there. <laughs> Hang in there, Jay. Hang in there. Oh, my goodness. Regardless, though, good to have everyone back on the show. Um, it's going to be it's going to be a fun show today as I try to collect myself. So, as I mentioned on last week's program, um, starting today and lasting throughout the next few weeks, it's going to be all NFL draft talk. Um, most of the people listening at home will know that I'm a big NFL draft nerd. Now, I'm a draft nerd for every sport, NBA, NHL, and Major League Baseball. And Mac Jones has entered our Google Me call. That's lovely. Thank you, Eli. <laughs> That's beautiful. We're going to spend a lot of time talking about Mac Jones over the next few weeks, too. But, again, a lot of people listening at home will know that I'm a big draft nerd with every sport. But especially with the NFL, I love the NFL draft. I'm looking forward to spending the next few weeks talking about what the Lions are going to do, what Grant's Vegas Raiders are going to do. And I'm just looking forward to talking about what the rest of the league is going to do throughout this NFL draft. Here's a big trash talk question that we have. Speaking of Mac Jones, where the hell is Mac Jones going to wind up going? Is he actually going to wind up third overall to San Francisco? Stafford versus Mac twice a season. Oh my goodness, Eli likes that idea. <laughs> We're going to spend a lot of time talking about Mac Jones, specifically next week, because on next week's program, little teaser, we're going to do our mock draft special. Grant and I are going to be doing mock drafts. The first 10 picks, no trades, we'll have some fun going over that. Jay, maybe he'll participate, we don't know, he has to be here first. <laughs> and then... Mike and Eli, I mean, I'm not asking them to do mock drafts. I know they, they aren't into the NFL draft like that, but they can chime in and speak their piece whenever they feel it is needed, especially when me and Grant discuss where we think. What did Grant say? We should all take a Mac Jones cigar pick? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, at graduation, my bonfire after the 15th, why not? <laughs> Yeah, again, Mike and Eli, next week they can chime in when Grant and I discuss where we think the big Mac Jones is going to go and spend the at least the first few years of his NFL career. But again, that's on next week's program. To start today's show, let's begin by talking about the Lions and what they could do with the 7th overall pick in the 2021 NFL Draft. So... It's a really interesting discussion to have because, listen, the Lions are rebuilding, and let's be fair here, they have a lot of holes on that team. (laughs) There are a lot of holes on that roster offensively and defensively. There's a lot of different directions that the Lions could go with that seventh overall pick. And let's start by talking about this. Do they actually keep that seventh overall pick? Because there are rumors that the Lions could look to trade down and get more picks. And I'm a huge fan of that. Now listen, I know what some people argue. Oh, but if you trade down, you're passing up the opportunity to pick a top seven talent. That is absolutely true. But at the same time, for a Lions team that, as I just mentioned, is in a rebuild and has hole after hole after hole offensively and defensively, 
Grant's giggling, but, but, but it's the truth. I don't know if he's laughing at the Lions or Mac Jones or something else. I don't know what's going on there. But if he's laughing at the Lions, it's the truth. Oh, boy. Oh, yes. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, thank you. But it's the truth, though. The Lions have a lot of holes on that roster, offensively and defensively. And to fill as many needs as you can, they're going to need to get more draft picks, okay? Right now, as we sit, the Lions only have six picks in the upcoming draft. That's not going to cut it for the position that the Lions are in right now. And plus, they got to get future capital for 2022 and 2023 and beyond and stuff like that. So I think trading down absolutely makes sense for this football team. And if they eventually do trade down, you know Brad Holmes is not going to do it unless they get a really good return back. So, I, okay, I'm going to ask you to please stop. What? Unmute your mic right now. Unmute your mic right now. You can't, you can't interrupt me in the middle of my talk, giggling and caulking up a storm, and not tell me what's going on. What's going on in the chat here? You guys are I don't immature. Do all. No, you guys are immature. <laughs> There's, I, you guys I'm are. Sorry, Tony. You guys are. You guys are too much. <laughs> Mute your mic. No one type in the chat no more. You're banned. You are banned from typing in the chat. That's right, Eli. No more typing in the chat. Just sit back and enjoy my lion's talk. Yeah, thank you. Sit down. What's the matter with you? Acting like people can see you. My goodness, we are off the rails right now to start NFL Draft Talk. I hope everyone at home is <laughs> having a good time. So back on track here. Again, whether or not the Lions keep or trade that pick, it'll be interesting to see. And if the Lions do trade back, you know Brad Holmes is not going to trade back unless he gets a really good haul back. Which, if a team like, let's say, New England, who's at 15, I believe, or the Washington football team, who sits at 19, I think, if they want to trade up into the top 10 and try to get a quarterback, they're going to have to pay a lot. And that's going to help the Lions not only this year, but in the next few drafts as well. Again, it'll be interesting to see if the Lions trade back or not. And if they do, it's going to be for a big return that's really going to help out this team this year and in the next few years as well. But let's say that the Lions keep number seven. Where could they actually go with that pick? Again, it's interesting because there's a lot of different ways that the Lions could go with that seventh overall pick. If they decide to go defense and try to fix that historically bad defense that we had not only last year, but since the previous regime was here, you could look at a guy like Micah Parsons, a linebacker from Penn State, who many will argue is the best defensive player in this year's class. I see why people are saying that. Micah Parsons is a freak athlete. He's got great size and speed. He can rush the passer. And again, for a team that had a historically bad defense over the last few years, particularly last season, drafting who many believe is the best defensive player in the class is going to help you. And while the Lions have a lot of roster problems on that defense, the linebacking core especially needs a lot of help. So Brad Holmes' first pick as Lions GM, possibly being Micah Parsons at linebacker, I think that'd be a good start to rebuilding that defense. That's defensively. Offensively, there's so many different paths that the Lions could go. If you want to look at wide receiver, you could look at Jamar Chase, who I personally think is going to be a superstar. 
Now, I don't think Jamar Chase is going to be there at 7. There's rumors that the Bengals could look at him. There's rumors that the Dolphins could absolutely look at him if he's there at 6. We'll see, but if Jamar Chase is there at 7, I think the Lions really have to consider him. Um, two more wide receivers, Michael like this, both Alabama products, Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle. Yeah, Mike's happy about that one. Former Mac Jones teammates. Absolutely. Yes, Eli, there you go. Um, obviously, Devontae Smith was the Heisman Trophy winner last season. And though Jalen Waddle was out for pretty much the entire year with an injury, he's still a really, really promising prospect. There are some concerns with both Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle, though. Devontae Smith, the biggest issue with him is that, well, he's a little skinny. <laughs> I think Grant can agree to that. He's a bit of a skinny guy. There are some concerns about that. While Jalen Waddle, um, again, he was out all of last year, and there are more injury concerns with him. But you can't deny that Smith and Waddle are both home run hitters. They're speedsters. Brian Holmes has shown in free agency with the signings of Tyrell Williams and Rashad Perriman that he values speed at wide receiver, which is a good thing because the previous regime, for whatever reason, did not value speed at all, offensively or defensively. So, though there are some concerns with both Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle, there's no denying that both of them would be impactful day one picks for the Lions, in my opinion. That's wide receiver. The Lions could also look at another offensive weapon who would be a major threat in the red zone, being tight end Kyle Pitts from Florida, which I know there are some Lion fans out there who are not very fond of the idea of drafting a tight end. Eli is shaking his head completely, but for those people, including Eli, I'll say this, though. Kyle Pitts, if you watch his tape from Florida, though his position is tight end, you don't necessarily have to play him at tight end. You can line him outside a wide receiver, too. And the thing with Kyle Pitts is he is such a major threat in the red zone. After losing Kenny Galladay... The Lions would need someone outside of T.J. Hawkinson to be a red zone threat. And Kyle Pitts would help. Now, do I think Pitts is going to be there at 7? Personally, no. We'll talk about this in our mock draft next week. But I think Atlanta at 4 makes a ton of sense. And apparently, that's the hot rumor right now. Where there's smoke, there's fire. And right now, it seems that there's a little bit of smoke to Kyle Pitts with the Falcons. We'll see in less than two weeks, though, in the draft. Regardless, if Pitts is there at 7... A lot of Lion fans might not like it. For me, I understand it, and I would not totally hate that potential pick. So those are some offensive weapons. They could also look at offensive line. In an Anthony Lynn offense that's going to be run first, you're going to have to beef up that offensive line. And plus, the Lions do have a need at right tackle because, <laughs> well, Big V's just starting right tackle right now. And Big V, with all due respect to him, is Big V, and... I think an upgrade at right tackle would be needed. If you could get a Panay Sewell, move him to the right side, or Rashawn Slater, same thing, move him to the right side, you pair them up with Taylor Decker on the left side, I think that's a very, very good one-two punch at left tackle. Right tackle, again, for an Anthony Lynn offense that's going to run the ball a lot, you need to beef up that offensive line. And Jared Goff, too, if you want him to have any chances at succeeding next year, He's got to be upright and not getting sacked constantly. 
So adding to the offensive line would definitely help as well. I never complain about offensive line picks. And what I told you no more typing in the chat, sir. <laughs> I told you, let me get through my Lions talk before you say something that's going to make Yeah, but angry. Tony, you can't get through your Lions talk without mentioning that the Lions <laughs> have the best QB in the NFC North. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Mike and Eli. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you so much. I really enjoyed you chiming in there and dropping that and then just muting your mic and walking away. Thank you so much. He said it, not me. Please don't argue at me, Packer fans. Okay. Uh, again, my overall point here is that the Lions can go in so many different directions, offensively and defensively. And on the offensive side of the ball, I even mentioned this possibility. The possibility of taking a quarterback. That's where I want to spend a little bit more time talking about this football team and where they could go with their seventh overall pick. Because listen, Jared Goff, I don't think it's an accident that Brad Holmes acquired him in the Stafford deal. I think Brad Holmes actually does want to see what Jared Goff can bring to this team. I mean, do I think Jared Goff is the quarterback of the future? No. But again, I do think Brad Holmes did not accidentally bring... Jared Goff to Detroit in the Stafford deal. I think Brad Holmes actually wants to see what Jared Goff can do with this football team in a new offense under Anthony Lynn and just with a new fresh start here in Detroit, you know? I still don't think that should take the Lions away from looking at quarterbacks. Now, will the Lions actually take a quarterback? <sighs> that, that's tough. That's really tough. Because you know Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson are going one and two to Jacksonville and the Jets, respectively. Three, San Francisco, you know they're taking the quarterback, but we don't know what quarterback they are taking. Could it be Mack? Could it be Trey Lance? Could it be Justin Fields? We don't know. But we do know they will take a quarterback. Atlanta at four, they probably should look at quarterback, but the rumor is that they're looking at Kyle Pitts. They're looking at maybe trading back. And if they do trade back... A team like Denver could possibly shoot up and get a quarterback of their choosing. I don't know. But as we sit right now, we know three quarterbacks are going top three. And then after that, apparently Atlanta's not looking at a quarterback. And then you know Cincy and Miami won't take a quarterback either. So if you're the Lions at seven, and you have a Justin Fields staring you in the face, or a Trey Lance, or even a Mac Jones, though I don't think Mac will be there, let's just hypothetically, you have a few quarterbacks staring you in the face. I would consider it. In fact, if I was Brad Holmes, I might even do it. But this is where that tradeback scenario comes into play. Because if you have a few quarterbacks there at seven, and you're Brad Holmes, and you want to add more picks for this year and the future, if a team like Washington comes calling, and they say, hey, I'll give you our first-round pick, another first in the future, and then maybe a couple day-two picks, yeah, you got to consider that for sure as well. I don't know. If the Lions don't take a quarterback in this year's draft, especially in the first round, I know some Lion fans are going to be very upset at that. And for that, I'll say this. Brian Holmes and Dan Campbell signed pretty lengthy contracts. They are going to be here a long time, and they both acknowledge that this is not going to be an easy rebuild. It's going to take the Lions a while to actually rebuild this thing. And again, Jared Goff, I just don't think he is the quarterback of the future. I don't. The Lions are eventually going to need to find their next guy for the future, and it might not be this year. 
that's completely fine. Because guess what? This upcoming season, the Lions could be really, really bad. Really bad to where they could have the number one pick and look at the quarterback from North Carolina that everyone's high on. The Lions are going to have so many opportunities to find their guy for the future if, in fact, Jared Goff does not work out. So, if the Lions don't take a quarterback, I'm just putting that out there right now because I know some people will be upset. The moral of the story here, whether or not the Lions keep seven or trade seven, they are going to have a lot of choices, offensively and defensively. And because of that, I'm excited. I can't wait to see what Brad Holmes does. But with that, I'll shut up. I want to start with Grant. The thing with Grant, and if you're new to the show and you don't know this about Grant, I'll describe it really quickly. Grant is not a Lions fan. He'll root for the Lions because he lives in Michigan, but he's a Vegas Raiders fan first. And that's why I love talking football with Grant, because he won't bring some biased opinion onto the show. You know? So, Grant, with that, let's talk about the Lions and the 7th overall pick. After everything I just said, keep the pick, trade the pick, go offense, go defense, go quarterback, don't go quarterback. Where do you think the Lions should go with that 7th overall pick? Well, I mean, this year especially, because I think next year we can all kind of collectively agree that their record is going to be worse than this year. Like, next year it's going to be... They're not going to be picking seven. Bad. Yeah, they'll be bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's I wasn't going to say it, but you oh, did. I'll, so I'll, I'll say it for you. <laughs> anyway, um, I think now is the time to kind of draft a project player. Like, someone that you don't necessarily need right now. So, like, best available doesn't necessarily make sense as much in my mind this year. Like, maybe you go with a Trey Lance. Maybe you go with a Mac Jones. Let him develop because, as you said, Tony, uh, Jared Goff is not the quarterback of the future. He's not the playoff quarterback for the Lions. And I think when you have this opportunity in kind of a weird spot, you don't have a top five pick, but you're still in the top ten, there's going to be a lot of teams calling saying, hey, we don't really want to spend a King's Ransom for a top three, but we have guys in the top ten that we like that you might not. So there's definitely going to be a lot of phone calls coming in about that seventh pick, and it really just depends where the Lions want to go. If they want to go quarterback, they probably have to stay in that top seven. But if they want to look at defense or maybe a non-skill position, I think there's a big opportunity to move back. But I don't think you pick a instant starter at seven this year. Because why? Like, what is what is an instant starter going to do for a team that might not win more than four games this year? So I think it has to be some sort of project. And I'm very excited to see what happens there. I think there's definitely a huge chance for a trade back. And, I mean, as we've seen with the Lions, and, I mean, if we can kind of clump all Detroit sports teams... Uh, the Wings did a pretty good job of pulling in a haul right. for one player. Yeah. So, I mean, at, with the, with the seventh pick in the draft, I think there is way too much opportunity to trade back. And, I mean, you're just rebuilding. Like, you're going to have a haul next year if you trade that pick. And next year is kind of the year you want to start drafting those play-now guys, the just plug-and-play, especially if you're looking at a top-three pick. So I think stockpiling the 2022 NFL draft might be a better move right now for the Lions. But again, if Trey Lance is there or if that's where they want to head this year, it just depends on if they like a guy coming out next year at quarterback. But I don't know. I don't see the Lions holding that seventh pick to answer that question. 
Yeah, I mean, a few points I want to bring up for what you said. First of all, the idea of trading back. Again, I wanted to stress when I was talking that I, I agree with you that trading back could be a real possibility because the Lions only have six picks <laughs> at the time of recording this. And as I mentioned in my opening segment, for a team that is rebuilding, has a lot of holes offensively and defensively, six picks is not going to do it. <laughs> you need to get a lot more picks than that. And you brought up another good point too that, and it's something that I brought up as well, you need to also look ahead towards future drafts because this rebuild is not going to take one year or even two years. It might honestly take three or four years, which sucks, but that's just, that's just where we are. That's why Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell got the lengthy contracts that they did. That's why I'm not sitting here today and saying we must take a quarterback of the future at number seven. Because I understand your guy might not be there right now, and the Lions are going to have so many opportunities to take that quarterback of the future. As I mentioned, and as you mentioned as well, next year especially, they could be looking at a top three pick. And they could look at a guy like, I think his name is Sam Howell from North Carolina, that a lot of people are high on him already, and that draft is a year away. So... Yeah, I think trading back is uh, definitely a real possibility. And Brad Holmes, like I said, he's not going to trade back for some garbage return. I mean, he's going to get a haul. Look at what the, um, who was at three before San Francisco? The Dolphins. Look what the Dolphins got for trading back from three. Look what the Eagles got from trading back from six. You could get a lot for trading back from a top ten pick. Especially if a team is trying to trade up for a quarterback, you could get a lot for that seventh overall pick, which is why I'm kind of in a way advocating to trade that pick. I, I don't think trading back is a bad idea at all. So that's one point that you brought up that I wanted to talk about. The other one is what you said about it might not be the best idea to take a day one starter right now. And to that, I'll argue this. I mean, if you do take a project, yeah, we're rebuilding. Taking a project makes sense because this rebuild's going to take time. But the Lions have so many holes on this team that whoever they pick, unless it's quarterback or tight end too because of Hawkinson, they're going to start right away because <laughs> that's just how many holes the Lions have on this team. If you take a Jamar Chase or a Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddle, they're going to start right away because our current wide receiver core is, you'll know about this, Grant, Tyrell Williams, who's probably going to get hurt at some point. And then Rashad Perriman and Quintez Cephas. So, yeah. If they take a wide receiver, they'll probably start right away. And but with regards to wide receiver, too, I mean, a lot of people have brought this up. Well, it's such a deep wide receiver class. Why would you take one at seven overall? Well, because, again, first of all, the Lions wide receiver core is <laughs> really, really bad. And Jared Goff needs to throw to somebody. And plus, yeah, it's a deep wide receiver class, but you could be looking at Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith, and Jalen Waddle as future superstars in this league. I mentioned already that I think Jamar Chase will be a superstar in this league. I mean, LSU wide receiver talent, they're pumping out superstars in the league. You can look at Justin Jefferson from last year, OBJ, Jarvis Landry, and the list goes on. LSU wide receivers... They're just different. And I think Jamar Chase is going to be the next great LSU wide receiver. And then Alabama wide receivers, too. You look at Amari Cooper. You look at Julio Jones. Calvin Ridley. 
there's a lot of good Alabama wide receivers in the league too. That that's my little counter argument to your arguments about maybe drafting a project over a over a day one starter. Now I want to talk to Eli and Mike though. I'll start with Eli. I don't want to ask you specific names because I know you're not into the draft like that, but just position-wise, and also talk about whether or not to trade back or not. Just give me your mindset right now for the Lions with that seventh overall pick. Uh, I think definitely if you can trade back and get Ethan Hall, you should because, like, if you're not looking to draft a QB, which I don't think the Lions should this year, um, drafting, like, a wide receiver or something, it's just... I feel like there's bigger needs than, like, I don't want to call wide receiver, like, a luxury position because it's really not. It's pretty important. But, like, in a year where we're, we know we're going to be bad, I just feel like there's bigger holes that need to be filled, like defense. I just – I would go I would go defense personally if you're going to stay at that pick. I don't really know any names, but – I'd like if they went defense this year and waited to, you know, get those wide receiver QB type and especially tight end. Please don't draft another tight end, man. Like, I, 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 I won't watch at all this year if they draft. Oh, you're not going to watch, period. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably watch more Rams games. Than yeah, games don't act year. like you're going to watch Lion games next year regardless. They could, they could find a way to trade up for Trevor Lawrence and – you still wouldn't watch next year. Let's be real here. But if they got Mac Jones, I might watch. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> Mike is shaking his head. That's great. Um, so you brought up a few points I also want to talk about. First of all, going defense over offense. Yeah, I mean, the defense was <laughs> historically bad last year. And since the previous regime was here. So going defense makes a lot of sense. And you said you didn't know any names. Here's one name to keep an eye on, Micah Parsons. I mentioned him when I was talking. That's A lot of people consider him to be the best defensive player in the class. And if you can add him to this defense right now, I think that'd be a, a good thing to start for Brad Holmes in his first draft as Lions GM. But you also mentioned something about the quarterback position that I found really, really interesting. You said that you would prefer the Lions to not take a quarterback right now. I'm curious at that because your nickname for Jared Goff is Jared Goof. You're not a Jared Goof guy. And yet you're sitting here saying they shouldn't take a quarterback. Why is that? I'll give you a name real quick. It's because Matthew Stafford. We had this guy. We had the quarterback. We didn't have anything else for 12 years. So I don't do that all over again. I'd rather build the team and then find your quarterback just like, you know, the Chiefs did. And then, you know, I don't think Jared Goff is terrible. Like, I think it could be, you know, you have a young quarterback sit under Jared Goff for a year, and then, you know, you give the young quarterback the keys after Jared is done. And I, I'd rather, I'd much rather do that than do the Matthew Stafford thing all over again because it sucks having a really good quarterback and then not having a good team around them. No, that's fair, and I think trading for Jared Goff takes that whole Matthew Stafford thing out of the equation, though, because you brought up the Chiefs, and they're a good example. Whenever the Lions are ready to compete again, whenever that might be, 
I think we might see a situation that we saw with Kansas City where they, they built the rest of the team and then they look to move on from their current guy and try to start uh, either a rookie or a younger guy that's been sitting behind Jared Goff. I think that's what Brad Holmes is envisioning, but that's something we won't actually know the answer to for a few years. But again, I was just curious at your, your take at that because of the whole Jared Goof nickname. And again, I'll be rooting for Jared Goff because he's the Lions quarterback now. I want him to succeed here. And like I said to start my segment a few minutes ago, Brad Holmes acquiring Goff in the Stafford trade was not an accident. You know, Brad Holmes came from Los Angeles. He was part of the front office that drafted Jared Goff number one overall. They traded up for him too. So I do think Brad Holmes wants to give Jared Goff a shot. However, I still do not think <laughs> that means Jared Goff will be the quarterback of the future. Especially if in 2022 and maybe 2023, the Lions are staring at a top three, top five pick. And there are a couple sexy quarterback prospects there. Uh, and Jared Goff is coming off like a one in... 16 season because it's 17 games now then I don't know I, I don't know but that's that's a topic for another day let's go to Mike now to close off this Lions talk Mike same question to you because I know you don't study the NFL draft like that but you look at the seventh overall pick keep it trade back and then simply put offense or defense I mean I don't have much of a preference I will say that this year's draft in terms of the Lions is going to be uh, definitely exciting and interesting because you really don't know what's going to happen. Like, there's so many possibilities, and personally, I, I don't want to. I don't want to draft like you know. I don't want to draft a tight end or, or anything like that. <laughs> I'd rather go defense first, but I wouldn't wait more than like two years to draft a quarterback. Like, I understand we do need a quarterback because when you build a team and then you have the quarterback last, it's just it's too risky to me because you can have a situation like Indy or Chicago, and it, it just kills you as a fan because you're so close and you're just one piece away, and I'd love to have that one piece ready when we're ready to contend. Yeah. But obviously, I think the defense, drafting the defense first and then getting a quarterback soon is the best spot to go. I actually think that's a really good comparison for Mike, bringing up in the and especially Chicago because we know Chicago they're in our division and the <laughs> the whole joke with them is that yeah as Mike said they had the defense they had pieces on offense too but they just <laughs> they didn't have the quarterback figured out and now they really don't have it figured out they're going to be trying out Andy Dalton next year <laughs> yeah that's a that's a good example now with regards to Indy. They did just trade for Carson Wentz, and when Carson Wentz had his MVP season in 2017, Frank Wright, who's now the Colts head coach, he was the OC in Philadelphia. So it'll be interesting to see how Carson Wentz plays this year now with Frank Wright again. But yeah, the Colts too. I mean, they had Jacoby Brissett and dinosaur old man Phillip Rivers out there last year. <laughs> Mike is correct that though you might not want to take a quarterback now, you can't wait too long because you don't want to be in those situations. I mean, there's a reason why quarterback is the most important position in all of sports. 
So the Lions eventually do have to figure it out, though it might not be this year. And again, as I said already, now continue to stress it throughout the next few weeks because if the Lions don't take a quarterback, I know it's coming. Just don't be that upset. <laughs> don't be screaming same old Lions and running off Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell after one offseason because this is, a, this is going to be a long rebuild. We don't know the vision just yet. And we're not going to know the vision for a while especially at quarterback, until they actually get their young rookie guy in there. I think that's a perfect way to wrap up our Lions talk today. Um, next week, it'll be interesting. It'll be fun for me, Grant, and maybe Jay to go over our mock drafts and talk about where we think the Lions are actually going to go with that seventh pick. I mean, say we talked about positions and a few names, but next week we will have a name, both of us, tied to that pick. And for me, I think, I think with the way I've talked today, it's kind of obvious where I'd go. And for Grant, I think it's kind of obvious where he might go with his pick too. But we'll see. It'll be fun next week. I'm excited for next week's Mock Trap Special. And Eli's pointing at Mac Jones as his background screensaver. Mike, what would you do if Mac Jones somehow became a Detroit Lion? It's not going to happen, but what, what would you do? I'd watch every game. <laughs> Every single game. Every single game. Every single second. Oh, it, we're in the middle of December. They're like 1-14. Go Mac. That's what Mike would be saying. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I'll be, I'll be feasting while watching them play. Oh, boy. I'm just going to leave that there. I'm not even going to address that comment. Mike's Google Meet background is the Vegas Raiders logo. With that, let's cap off today's show by talking a little bit about Grant's Vegas Raiders. Now, for people new to the show... As I mentioned earlier, Grant is a Vegas Raiders fan first. So Grant, we always got to talk about the Vegas Raiders whenever we talk football. If you remember back last regular season, our plan for a show was start with Lions, talk Raiders. That's always what we did, and I have fun doing that. So let's do it again for the draft. Grant, talk to me about your Vegas Raiders. What are they going to do? Because they're going into a pretty big season in 2021. I mean, if they don't win this year, we talked about this before, it's going to be time to start questioning Gruden and Mayock. Yeah, I think Grant is when our record to say he wants them gone. Correct me if I'm wrong, but haven't you said you want them gone if they actually don't win this year? Yeah, it's it's gotten to that point. Um, we all thought Mike Mayock was super creative and super crafty because he worked he was. for NFL. Go ahead. I know I thought he was. Yeah, I mean, I thought he was too. He worked at NFL Network as a draft analyst for 30 years, did a bang-up job there. Yeah. And then he comes here, and, I mean, he, he's drafted guys with good talent. It's just, like, it either doesn't fit the system because, I mean, like you guys have seen, our previous defensive coordinator uh, <laughs> might have been an idiot. So um, that could have a lot to do with a lot of these defensive picks, but I'm so sick of watching these like draft picks underperform, it wouldn't make any sense to trade out of the 17th pick because it's the 17th pick and there's not a lot of demand for it. But honestly, I'd rather take like a year two or year three player that's already been proven or at least exposed to the NFL because the way the Raiders have drafted, other than Josh Jacobs, their first couple of round picks have 
really just not panned out. I mean, Jonathan Abrams dope because he hits people really hard and he almost murdered Christian McCaffrey in the week one last year. But I mean, he's he's a complete liability in coverage, um, which the Raiders desperately need. Which leads me to my point: I would love to see the Raiders take, provided they keep this pick, um, any defensive back anywhere that they find whoever falls there. Um, I've heard a lot of calls for Richie Grant and, out of UCF, and I really like Richie Grant, not just because his name is my name backwards almost. But, um, no, I, I just think they have to go defense. Like, they've stockpiled offense. They cleaned house in their offensive line um, and brought in a couple guys that might not be as good as, like, Gabe Jackson or Rodney Hudson. But, I mean, so that could be a whole other thing with Derek Carr, but we're not drafting a quarterback. Um, no, I, I just think it has to be defense, and I ha- I think it just has to be best overall defensive back. Because if you take the best guy overall, no one's coming at you if he doesn't perform. Because you did what anybody else would do. Yeah. I agree with you that the Raiders should probably look at defense, but you also mentioned the offensive line. I mean, shockingly, the Raiders just, as you said, clean house that offensive line. And now... I almost think you have to <laughs> you almost have to consider offensive line with that first round pick too. I mean, for a run first offense, Josh Jacobs has to have holes to run through. You know, it's not only the run; it's it's Derek Carr is. I don't want to say he's a head case, but if he's getting oh hit, if he's getting hit, it, it's going to be a bad time, and so that has to be a priority. And that's why I was shocked they did what they did. Yeah, because I mean. Back in 2016, when the Raiders last made the playoffs, this was called car insurance. Like, this was C-A-R-R insurance because they allowed the second fewest sacks in the NFL, uh, and now every single one of those linemen have moved on. Yeah. You lost some big names at the offensive line, too. I mean, Rodney Hudson, one of the best centers in football. Um, Three sacks allowed in the last five years, by the way. Just wanted to put that on the record. Yeah, I don't know how you replace that in one draft, but... I, I don't know, man. The Raiders aren't exactly in the best position. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to break that to you as a non-Raiders fan, but the way I'm looking at them right now, uh, I, I don't know, man. I just think there's too many holes in that defense to address in one draft. And you still got the Chiefs in your division. The Chargers, we think, might be better. After we beat the Chiefs last year in Arrowhead, just by the yeah, way. Yeah, I know, I know. Thank you. Thank you very much. But... I don't know, man. So, we'll, we'll cap off the Raiders' talk with this, Grant. Obviously, the Raiders are at 17, and we're only doing the first 10 picks, no trades next week in our mock drafts. Are there any names? I hate to put you on the spot like this, but are there any names that you're specifically looking at at 17 overall? Like I did mention, Richie Grant, he's there. Um, I mean, that's kind of who I've been locked in. Like, all the mock, like the three mock drafts I've done, I've had a hard time passing over him. But, again, I mean, it's not really a specific name because it depends on the first 16 picks. Yeah. It's kind of just whatever, literally whatever defensive back is there at the top of Mayock's board or even maybe the second best. So then it's like if he makes the mistake of picking the wrong guy, which he may or may not have done a couple times, <laughs> um, then then you're like, okay, we, over, we, we thought out of the box, we went – away from our favorite, and I don't know. I don't think you can go wrong taking the best available DB, but I will have names next weekend, or next week, at least three, 
But right now, I would love it if Richie Grant came to the Raiders. Well, you said you'll have at least three names next week. I'll come back to you with that. Even though the oh. Raiders aren't in the top ten, I'll put you on the spot to close out next week's show. Just talk to me about those three names. So really quickly, what happens if the Raiders finish next year uh, seven and what would it be now? Seven and nine? Oh, seven. Seven, seven and ten? ten? <gasps> Ew. Fire Gruden into the sun. Uh, fire Mayock to the moon. Like, just... Hey, how are you Patricia? Like, yeah, I mean, wherever Patricia goes, he can. Jo- they can join him. Because <laughs> I don't want him near this franchise for the rest of their lives. John Gruden is more of a meme coach than a real coach right now. Like, we all love the jokes. We all love the turkey hole. Turkey like, hole! Yeah, we, we love his goofiness, but he's not a he's not a twenty twenty one NFL coach. Yeah, he's got to win this year. As much as we yeah. love John Gruden and we joke about him all the time on the show, he he does got to win this year. That's for sure. And if he doesn't, I mean, we'll talk about it for sure. <laughs> all right, boys, that's gonna wrap it up for this week. Again, next week mock draft special. Grant and I first ten picks, no trades. I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be a lot of fun. I think we did a mock draft special last week, too, Grant. Did we not? Last year? Last year, yes. Oh, we definitely did. Yeah. Were you going to say something, though? Yeah, just before we left, I just wanted to say that the Detroit Tigers swept the Houston Astros this week. And then then they responded to that by getting smoked in Oakland. (laughs) In the Coliseum. But, yeah, no, I just just wanted to say, like, the Tigers are, if we can, Tiger talk for, like, a minute. Of course. I just want to say the Tigers are showing levels of friskiness. They're not rolling over <laughs> all the time now. No. But they're like, they're just starting to show that they can do it sometimes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Tigers <laughs> the Tigers have had moments throughout the first 16 games this year where it's been very similar to what I've said about the Red Wings this year. You know, what I've said about the Wings is that there have been times throughout this season where they have looked better than their awful 2019-20 season, but they've also had moments this year where they looked completely worse than 2019-20. The Tigers through 16 games, I'll say this, they've had points where they've looked really good, aka the first two games of the season and the sweep in Houston, but they've also had moments where it's worse than 2019. Honestly, the way they lost that game yesterday in Oakland, good grief. I'm not talking about that because I'm having a good day and I don't want my head to pop off. But yeah, that's how we're running the show. Thank you, Grant. (laughs) Thank you very much. Mike, Eli, thank you also. Uh, Shout out to Jay. Hope you're feeling better. Shout out to Tyler at the liquor store. And for the final time, as an Oak University student, I'm out of here. Keep it locked in. This is 88.3 FM WFSOU. And this is Trash Talk Tony Nebrowski signing off.